Welcome to episode four of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. I'm Sean. And I am Nye. So, Nye, what are we calling? We are doing, this is our fourth episode. Mama is so proud of her babies. We are doing really well. <laughs> so, what are we going to call this episode? Um, I, I really feel a deep love and appreciation for Cardi B. Yes! <laughs> Cardi B for shades of us right yeah and i love that she represents that part because i think everybody has like a card you know (laughs) everybody has that kind of person well i do i don't know i i I, I i'm saying yes i yes i do (laughs) i embrace my cardi b and i love that she embraces who she is like there's no cut cards Mm -hmm. with it it, she is who she is and I'm I'm so I'm just I'm so proud of her for her meteoric rise you know to you know the ranks that she is she's on Saturday Night Live you know how many you know how long it's taken seasoned performers to get to SNL mm-hmm. and she's doing it you know with her red wigs and her maternity dresses looking whatever she's looking but I, I I just I love I love that about her that there's a realness that um you know you really don't see and through it all she's actually she's a dope MC that's the thing she like she really is like you like if you listen and I, I hate when these people try to say well she's like you know they don't like the way she raps she can't rap or sounds forced whatever but if she has a flow she has a flow and and um I don't even know all the little technical rap terms, but like, <laughs> but I, I like the I like her flows when she raps. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I love yep. her. It, I love her. She's a I don't care what she, she's a bit of a lyricist. I I like it. I like it I a lot. So. That. Mm-hmm. That. I right. Actually, I actually listened I to her um today in the gym. So I it's, you know what? When I was thinking, I was like, you know. We took I took Fab out of my rotation uh-huh. and I, I replaced it with Cardi B. And, and I'm like, keep it, you still keep it going. You still I in still the treadmill. But I but the, I, I was just thinking about the um like the the I don't even know the word I want to use, but how Fab is like I hate Fab right now because of what he did to a woman. Yes, and I'm loving her because of the woman she is. Mm-hmm. Like an interesting kind of 
kind of thing. But, I, but anyway, so I was listening to her and I'm in the gym and it was on repeat. And I was in the gym twerking. You? You, die. What? <laughs> They didn't even know what I was doing because I was just so into her music. She had a song called Chicken um, Head. You remember back in like the 2000s, uh, Project Pat had this song called Chicken Head. Yeah. When she sampled that, girl, that's my shit. <laughs> I definitely, I, I gotta hear it. I gotta, I gotta listen to the whole thing because, I mean, I'm, I'm with her on that motorsport and uh, girl, I just. I'm, I'm a Cardi B fan, and I'm not afraid to say it. Okay, yeah. she's, she's winning. She's definitely winning the game. So who says that you could? I think she dropped out of high school. She was on a pole. She was like 19, mm-hmm. winning, winning in this thing called life. So yes, doing what you're doing, Cardi B. Okay, okay, okay. So moving on. Um, moving on. And real quick, Oprah uh-huh. gave her a shout out. On um, what? Oprah motherfucking Winfrey. Oprah. She came out on like her pregnancy and all that stuff, and her album dropping. Stop. Shout out, Oprah Winfrey. Where does she where does she shout her out? On um well I saw it, it was a screenshot on Instagram. So it's either Instagram or Twitter. I'm, Love I'm assuming it. it's Twitter. But Love um it. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Just like, don't don't you get inspired to like live your dreams? <laughs> live no, your dreams. Do. Like, Cardi, no, don't do. Cardi be be inspiring you to live your dreams. <laughs> she does, because I'm like, no. She is a classic, like, you know, she does not have a silver spoon in her mouth. She does not come from legacy, she does not come from money or privilege. Mm-hmm. Like, she is like worked her way to where she is and, and i love it i love the story i love the story okay all right so well, um we got a little bit more ratchet i just want to touch on this for for half a second because i just i just find it so amusing and so just just like some of our people here so tyga as you may know is being sued for like <laughs> i can't even get it out so he was renting his home somewhere. It sounds like Beverly Hills from this woman, $40,000 a month. Um, and he stopped paying the rent back in January and he's being sued by the owner and come to find out that his five-year-old son, King Cairo's name is on the lease. <laughs> oh, that is like some good shit for so real. This little boy is now a defendant in the, in the rent court <laughs> in the eviction lawsuit. Just would just comment as you as you see appropriate because there's some shit that we do only only us would put the utilities and rent (laughs) in the baby's name in the baby's name I know he is kicking himself because he was like I should have bringing up the club and the Kardashian who was he with Kylie you know is it Kylie we could have oh. was Man, I forgot. I don't one know. One of them Jenners. One of them Jenners. He was with her for a couple of years, and now she had she had a baby by Travis Scott, the um, the rapper, the Houston rapper. A, Is it Travis Scott? I, I get Travis Scott mixed up with ASAP Rocky. Cause How the hell? I'm oh, sorry. Do don't they look alike a little bit? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Pass. Wait a minute. Come again. Pause. What did you say? Wait a minute, I forgot say? that you are. Do you remember that ASAP Rocky concert we went to in Miami? I do, but go back to what you just okay, said. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it's that they just they they had a similarity. I thought they did. They just look, you know. I I'm sorry. Don't they, they look alike? Don't look alike at all. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. To me, they did. <laughs> They both have oh. to. Okay, okay. All right. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to keep up. I need a, 
you know, I need like a little walking dictionary of these um, new rappers to kind of keep up, but they look alike to me. So any, in any case, what were we saying that for? Because, okay, so uh, what's his name? Tyga was dating, I think, Kylie, and she just had a baby, but that's not Tyga's baby. He, no, he really, he, you know, you, you're supposed to capitalize. Once you become a part of that Kardashian empire, you're supposed to capitalize. You are not supposed to be owing 40 grand a month on a spot and put it in your baby's name. That's really all I have Girl. to say about that. King Cairo, you know, I mean, you're too young to have your identity teethed by your pops. <laughs> Teeth is identity already. It's already done. It's already done. It's FICO already done. <laughs> Poor thing. Poor thing. Poor thing. But this, this, this is the shit that we do. You know, just you need a good person in your corner, somebody in your corner. To really set things up. This is this is when shit goes wrong, and that's all out there. But okay, moving moving on. Um, continuing with the ratchet. Um, so do you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? I don't think you and I've ever talked about it. You know, I used to watch it like years ago, but I don't. Know. Not get it. Too. So yeah, I'm kind of like you know, like years ago. But you know, like the franchise has been. I think for Atlanta, they've been on for like eight years. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was I was invested. The first couple of years. Now I'm like, God, these, these chicks is older than me, and they still doing that arguing shit. So I'm, oh. yeah. So I'm a little, um, I'm a little thrown off by by all of that, by by you know just the whole thing. But Sheree got fired for the second time. Um, wow. She just got she, she just got. I don't know. She was trying to. She she was trying to keep a story going on, you know. She was dating the the uh, ex the the felon, the white co- quote unquote white collar crime felon who was denied um w- was denied parole, so he's in there I think for like another four or eight years, something like that. So, um yeah, so her her day has um her day has come. Oh, I see you sent me a picture of Travis Scott. Um, so does he look like ASAP Rocky? I'm gonna be honest with you, yes. Oh my! <laughs> I know you love. I know you love ASAP, right? So I'm I'm committing blasphemy by saying, but okay, they look like they could be brothers. Okay, no. So I the similarities are they're they're very slim. They're both slim. They have the same complexion. I think they have the same hair. Like they both wear plaits. Thank you. But their faces don't look anything alike. They look like they could be brothers or brother cousins, okay? In my opinion, I'm looking at I'm looking at the picture you sent me. So I know you have a love for ASAP. I know. But, but speak on it, girl, because I know. This might be you are you part white. This might be your white part coming out thinking all this. Oh, because I think that Travis got an ASAP look similar. Oh, like all of them look alike. All the Negroes look alike. I just think I I think they look similar. They both, like you just said, you named three characteristics that they had in common. They were tall, lanky, brown skinned, and had the same type of hair. I mean, but they now. I ain't the LAPD. I'm not. I wouldn't get them confused. <laughs> I know. Okay. I see the difference. I just said they look. They look similar. Okay. Listeners, listeners. Okay. So once this airs, please comment. Does ASAP Rocky and Travis Scott look alike? Please send us your comments, please. I said they could be be related at the family reunion. They look like cousins. So, okay. 
Prove, prove me wrong. Okay, 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 okay. Moving on. So, <laughs> okay. So, but I have a question real quick. So, what's yeah. gonna happen to uh, Chateau Charest now that she's fired? Did that ever, did that ever get finished? Her house? Oh yeah, she did. She did get it finished. Um, I saw it on Wendy Williams, and she had. I did see one of the episodes where she had a little party, and you know, then they got on her because she had the rented furniture. But the place looks fabulous. It looks. It's. It looks gorgeous. But you. You know, I. You know, I got my little tie-ins to Atlanta, and from what I understand, you know, the house is not even in her name, and it's a bunch of rented furniture, and you know, it's all for show. And is it her, um, her grandbaby's name? <laughs> no, I heard it was in her mother's name. Oh, yeah. So I look. I mean, whatever you had to do to try to stay on the show, unfortunately, it it didn't um it didn't work this time. So what did she get fired for? I think she just didn't have a storyline. You know, she had the clothing line oh. that didn't that didn't last. Um, you know, her love the love of her life is in jail for the next four to eight years. Um, you know, I, I think when you have it seems like she was kind of, you know, doing kind of well for herself and she had us kids and they're off the off in school and you know, it was like, well, where's the storyline? And you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta, you have to have some court, you know, you got to keep up some sort of drama. But yeah. she was fired, and so was the white chick. So was um Kim Zosiak was fired. Really? She just got back too. Yeah. Well, bye, <laughs> girl. Bye. <laughs> she gone. Um. Uh, yeah. So um. Ooh, what did I want to speak on? Was it something I wanted to talk about? Halle Berry's new man. I'm not really a Halle Berry fan. You know, I she is on the outskirts for me on a lot of things. I, I really don't care for her movies. Um, you know, she kind of toes that line for me for a lot, but, you know, I was looking at her Instagram where she is debuting her new boo. I don't know if you've seen it, her new Instagram with the, with the quote caption says plot twist. So it's a guy, you don't see his face because he's, his, uh, back is facing the camera and he has, um, clearly he has some braids, cornrows. And um, he's light skinned and he's he's got tattoos all over. Okay. Now I read somewhere where they thought that that it was a um a butch lesbian, but I don't think that's I don't think that's what it was. I don't think that's what it meant. But I clearly think it is a, a younger boo, which she's you know she's known for doing that. Yeah. So I how? Think, is, I, I think this is um I think I heard about this guy like some months ago. No, 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 not that one. So she was dating this producer oh. guy, and he was kind of—he was young. He looked so corny to me. Yeah. <laughs> he was—he yeah. looked like a cornball. No, this is this is somebody new. So clearly, she's got this young, newer boo, tatted up, cornrows. You know, oh, I don't—you know—if he's gangbanging or not. That's what it kind of looked like. So I'm just like, you know, Howdy is 51 years old. But she's definitely doing that. How do you feel about dating younger men? Because I know you and I have talked about this before, but this this is this is a segue into the segment where I I want to know what do you think? You know, being that we are women of a particular age, are you mm-hmm. adverse to dating? Well, what's what's really what's too young? <laughs> oh gosh, this is because you know you know Mama take care of the babies over here. <laughs> The babies, my milk, and your pussies. <laughs> 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 so, you know, I, I, I fought dating 
guys for so long. Um, just because, you know, I, 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 I do look younger than what I am. I look up, I, look, mm-hmm. I think I look a lot younger than, than what I am. So I attract a lot of guys that are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm probably closer to your mama's age than I am. You <laughs> me know? and your mama could be friends. So, <laughs> mama, and I actually had a conversation like that one time. Uh, a friend of mine, we're, we're not dating, we're just really good friends. But he's younger than me. And we were talking about his mom. And um, he had him at a young age. Um, and he was saying how old she was. You know, she's like, like 46. Like, you know, you know, my, my commitment to the younger generation, each one, teach one. I mean, and, and it's the same, I, you know, I look at it the same way. Like, I don't, I probably don't look as old as I am. So I always get hit on by girl, like 19, twin or early twenties. And I'm like, baby, I could. Mm-hmm. I could be, I could be your mother and not your teenage mother either. (laughs) (laughs) What these boys, what these little young things? No. But then the other end of that is when I meet someone who's my age or a little more mature, it's like, he didn't went all the way over left. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's got on the Dockers and the um, pointy toe shoes and the the mock turtlenecks. I mean, I'm mean, with the chain on the oh, outside girl. of the chain. <laughs> it, it, it really, it, it, and I think about, I remember one time I was talking to somebody about um, dating, and I was, in my mind, I'm like, I don't want, I can't, you know, dating somebody like 40, this is, I was like late 30s, like 38, 39. I was like, I can't date anybody that's like 40, 41. That's like, that's older. And then I sat down and thought about it, like, no, bitch, that is your demographic. <laughs> That's what you got to look forward to. Right, right. But a lot of those men, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm still young and spirit. I look young, and I'm like, would you say soft and supple, girl? Soft and supple, very supple. I think I'm, I'm supple. I'm flexible as well. No, I'm joking. But, but I like, I like to do a lot of. I like to be busy and active and have fun. And a lot of guys that are older, that's like forty, you know, and I. Supposedly in our age bracket, a lot of them are like old and just like crusty and just like. I, I you know. unfortunately I agree, and it's like I be trying, you know, I I want, I want to give them a chance, but I'm like I feel like there's like a a thirty, forty, fifty year age difference when really there isn't, but it's just like yeah. you know, I guess because we age differently, and that's why you know usually when you know a younger dude is like I could teach you some things, but. He's fun, you know, and it's 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 very light, and yeah. 
you know, their stamina is through the roof. They get over a certain age and it's like, we got to wind it up, Craig. Come on, bring the generator out. Let's go. Let's, let's, get, this thing, let's get this thing going. Parking on it. Is this working? Is it working? Hello? Is this thing on? Lord, I mean, I just, I just, it's my experience, you know, maybe it's not like that across the board, you know, and I have not met my match, but so far, this is what I'm saying. So, okay. So I'm, but I'm, I'm very happy for Hallie, if that's what she's doing. Cause you know, I always felt like there was this Hallie curse going on, you know, yeah. she says she's done with love and Alex, the kid, that was the guy she was dating previously, the, the corny okay. dude um, that looked like he had breasts, that guy. So moving, move, she's hopefully she's moving on, and she got somebody to you know, uh, you know, uh, twist the back out properly. Cause yeah. I, hope, I hope she finds the one that um, <laughs> that that works out for her because she she's not really lucky in love. So. Really, and and then living it out in the public eye, goddamn, no, that's got to be tough. It's that's, you know, it's that's got to be tough. I don't know if I can mentally handle that. It's terrible. It's terrible. So guess what? Um movie I, I saw this week on the fire stick. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I saw A Quiet Place. Have you heard about this movie? Girl, you, okay, so, so this, you know the background. You know I love a good horror movie. You know I like to be scared out of my mind. I like to sleep with the lights on. I want to think something's under my bed. I like to be spooked, like properly spooked. Like real scared, and usually I I go towards the the ghost and and supernatural stuff, not really towards the aliens, the monster stuff. So this movie um is about it's a family of four who are basically hiding in their house in silence, trying to survive this kind of creature that hunts them through sound. So that's the mm -hmm. premise of it. Um, it's John Krasinski, uh, who actually I didn't even know like he wrote and directed the film. And his wife Emily Blunt. So, okay, we're gonna have a it's a white girl moment right now because we're talking about a white, <laughs> it's a white people film. But it was really, it was really, really good. Like I actually, I've never cried at a horror movie. This movie, I actually cried. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I weeped. I was weeping. I really, <laughs> I wept. She wept. <laughs> I wept. <laughs> it had me weeping. <laughs> me but it really did it had me like i i had a range of emotions like it was it was it was scary when it was it was a true horror film so i i just recommend it and you know there was a time when i would go to the movie theater by myself and watch something like this like i actually sat in my house i woke up early in the morning so i could watch it before <laughs> so i could watch it while it was still daylight outside <laughs> doing some work and i watched I watched The Quiet Place. I was very un on the fire stick. I'm telling you, this fire stick is the gift that keeps on giving to myself. Like, I am so in love with my fire stick. I found a, a, an, a, an all right copy because, you know, the movie's still in, it's still in the movie theaters. Mm -hmm. um, but it's probably one of the best horror thriller movies I've seen in a long time. So I just wanted wanted to mention that. But I know that's not your genre. You're not you're not horror films, right? comedy too but boy i love a good give me ooh, give me something where i can i have to watch it in the daytime i can't watch it at night <laughs> <laughs> i love it so okay all right moving on so what what do you have i have a couple of things yeah. I'm, I'm about to get woke on us so i'll i'll 
I'll reserve my woke my wokeness to Okay. To so I have Let's see. I don't know. So I don't even know if this this is not woke. This is this is some ratchet shit. So the the owner of Backpage, Mike, Michael Lacey, um, is charged as a part of an 83 count indictment, indictment, which is sealed. We don't know exactly what the charges are, but we wow. um, back in 2016, um, he, the, the publication he was charged uh, along with the publication. I don't know how that works, but um, that they profited from prosecution through Backpage. So I don't. If you're not familiar with Backpage, it's like an online classified site, like, it's like a Craigslist for sex, right? Well, I mean, they had, like, ads for, like, you know, dogs for sale. But they also had (laughs) ads for sale as well. And they profited from the ads for sale. (laughs) 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 So so the the problem stemmed from the personal uh, ads that were aided in prosecution, but also child sex trafficking. So Mm. this dude is... If you if you would have Michael Lacey, you look at his, this picture. He looks just very grimy and dirty and nasty and just. It's a white he, guy. He, he looks course. like, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Just a, he's like an older, you know, sixty-something-year-old man. Just, mm-hmm. just gross looking. Like super gross looking. Like a Sandusky. And I so, call all dirty white men Sanduskies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll see how this plays out. But I hope you know. I hope they just put him under the jail and because. Um, you know, I, I don't have a problem surprising the prosecution. I really don't. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think we all prostitute ourselves in some kind of way. You know what I mean? So Yeah, everybody um, has a price. Everybody, everybody has, a price, has a price. You know, but what just gets under my skin is the, the child sex trafficking. That's the part that just, just disgusts me. So I just, I, mm-hmm. I hope they put him under the jail and just throw the book at him. And, um, you know, he doesn't squirm his way out of this. Now, it's, you know, like this is, I think we're in the age of Aquarius, you know, how you know what I believe. So all of this stuff is coming to light. You know, a lot of, a lot of this stuff is coming to light. I mean, truth be told, Backpage has existed for how many years, you know, and Mm -hmm. year, you know, over a decade, I believe. So we're just now coming to the point. I think, you know, people are waking up and and you know there's there's a lot of exposure going on you know especially in you know with the me too movement which i want to touch on um you know these child sex rings human trafficking all of all of these things that have been done in the dark they are now coming to light so this is just you know a one one washing away of one system that worked at a certain particular time you know now people are people are turning people in it's, it's coming up so yeah, I can I can see put him under the jail for a long time. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to do an update on the Timothy Cunningham story. If you remember, I think week before last week we touched on the epidemiologist um, who worked at the CDC and uh, went missing. The the black epidemiologist. Um, so his body was found. Allegedly, he drowned. Um, sounds like in the Chattahoochee River in somewhere in Georgia. Um, you know, and this is, you know, me with the conspiracy theory. So I, I know there's still even more to this story. Um, 
And, you know, I said I was going to follow up and read some of the articles. They said he had written over the course of his career, like 26 or 27 articles with the CDC, where he primarily focused on um, studying health patterns uh, related to race and, and gender and location, specifically how it affected minorities. So I'm assuming there's a there's a lot of information that he had that, um, you know, he he accumulated over the years. So I just. You know, I'm I just I know in my heart that there's more to this story, um, especially when you know that we as minorities, you know, I mean, how long is the government? How many times has the government, you know, experimented on experimented on us and used us as guinea pigs? You know, um, whether it was a vaccine that was you know distributed in the black communities um, or, you know, the, our ideas of population control and how that can happen. You know, we still remember the Tuskegee syphilis study. Um, yeah. You know, I, I saw the film and I read the book on Henrietta Lacks, you know, just the uh, the way that our government operates, especially when it comes to minorities. So I'm I'm still looking at the story with a side eye. You know, we um there's more to it. Something interesting I read, and I'm just like, I and it it affected me. I t- it touched on it was it said that when his body was found, he had crystals in his pocket, um, and you know me being the the I collect crystals. I believe in the healing en- energies. I just and this was CNN that reported it. I just thought it was, and I hate to use the word weird because weird is such a bl- blanket statement. But there's there's something there's something way more to the story. So rest in peace, Timothy Cunningham. Um, and I'm I'm praying that we can get down to the bottom of the story exactly what happened to him. Yeah, I, I read somewhere that when they, they found body that in his system, like in his lungs, which means he was dead before he was in the before he was in the water. Oh, and he was found in a fetal position in the water, and there was there were no there was no water in his lungs. So that's wow. So he had been placed there because I mean, how many black people do you know you left around? I'm, I'm getting my stories confused. I'll take that back. Never mind. <laughs> oh my goodness. Of, yeah, sorry. So I'm, I actually was thinking about um, uh, Martin Luther King's brother was killed, like maybe uh, some years after uh, MLK was killed, and he was found in um, in the pool in the backyard in a few position with no water in his life. I read that story over the weekend, so sorry. Wow, you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't know that. I, yeah. I never even heard that story. So I, I gotta now I gotta do my research of that. I didn't I didn't hear that. Cause I, from what I understand, Timothy Cunningham was found um in a river and it just it they the police have already kind of closed the book and said it's not foul play, but you know, like he left his home and they said he had on a jogging gear. And, you know, you and I said this, that, you know, unfortunately, when things come out like this, you know, usually they make it look like a suicide or they make it look like, um, you know, some sort of accidental death. Um, yeah. And, that, you know, two weeks later, this is this is what we have. I mean, it looks like he drowned. So they say. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't I don't know yeah. what information that he had, you know, or, or what he knew and, and how and, you know, if he was trying to disseminate that. I just I just know there's more to the story than, you know, this guy goes out, says he wasn't feeling well and and then goes out for a jog and, and drowns in the river. It just mm-hmm. it's not doesn't sit right with me, girl. Yeah. I, um, I lived in Atlanta for uh, for a short time, but one of my neighbors used to work for the CDC. He was retired at the time. Um, I don't even remember his name, but um, we we had a couple talks about 
the CDC and the um, fire in particular. And some of the stuff that he told me, you know, I was really, um, I wasn't sure at all, but um, one of the things he said, I don't know if I should even say this, because um, I don't want to, I don't, I don't even know if I really want to say this, but um, back then, I'll just go ahead and say it. So back then he said that, you know, if you pay very careful to the wording of, um, of the jargon back in that day, back in the 80s, they always said, that if you um, participated in um, high-risk sexual intercourse, which at mm-hmm. that time meant anal, and yeah. and you know, and if you if your partner, if you if you're a man having sex with you know with men, or if you're a woman having sex with a man who has sex with men, so what he said was that at that time, I don't know if the, the AIDS virus is mutated or whatever, but at that time, he said the AIDS virus cannot live inside of a woman's vagina. Like, I remember the, hearing that. I remember yeah. reading that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he said that he said you know if you if you go back and you, and you read um, the publications and you know the stuff that you know about it back then they were very careful on how they worded it. Mm-hmm. So I I think the CDC, the CDC had, they have a lot of secrets. Oh yeah, a lot of secrets. You know, so I'm I'm not surprised that this happened to this uh, to this guy, and unfortunately we, we may never know exactly. What he knew, what you know, and what happened. Mm-hmm. But hopefully yeah. we will. But you know, who knows? Yeah, it's very sad story, and I and I hate, um, you know, just not having, not having the concrete evidence, and they how they just kind of just closed the book on it and and moved on. So. I'm definitely not for, forgetting. I think this is something that you know, as we continue, this a discourse that we'll have um, during our work, our woke moments. <laughs> Yeah. So okay. Um, moving on. Do you have? Do you, what do? You, what else did you want to touch on? You know, I really want to talk about this. Is not really. Um, it's not really a, a woke or ratchet actually. But um, so there was a um, this is a new season of Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. the, the TV show that was created. Um, I wish I blank. This guy. Um, the actor is an actor in it. Yeah, he's an actor on, in it. Um. Name. Um, I know his childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah, him. His his real no, name. What's his real name? Donald Glover. Donnie Glover. Donald, Donald Glover. Donald okay. Glover. So oh, this good. season, this uh, this is season two of it, and the theme of the season is called Robin season. So every episode focuses on one of the main characters, and uh-huh. they're being robbed of something. Whether it's money or time or or um, or you know something something that be, they're being robbed of. Mm-hmm. So this episode, uh, one of the characters, his name is Darius. He is um, he found this piano online. It's a free piano, you know. So he's going to get it. So uh-huh. he's driving to this place, and it's this huge mansion. That he gets he gets there, rings the doorbell, that opens the door, and it's like this very weird looking man who clearly is a black man that's bleached his face. <laughs> so his face is bleached. <laughs> his face is bleached. His hair is bleached. Did he do a Sammy Sosa? He doesn't look as disgusting as Sammy Sosa. And they actually made a reference to Sammy Sosa in um in this uh, in the episode. Uh, they said look up Sammy Sosa in his hat. So if you Google Sammy Sosa in his hat, do it right now. Junkie. 
Sean. I think I saw it. It's like Pepto Bismol. It's like. She is dry. He looks like somebody beat him to the white meat and just peeled his skin off. And it's just like the white meat, white pink meat. So it's gross. Anyway. So A black Dominican. He like turned inside out. Somebody yeah. turned him inside out. <laughs> he's disgusting. So keep him, keep him in your thoughts because he's going through some things right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that, that's that identity crisis. You know, like <laughs> it, it runs deep, obviously, and he mm-hmm. has the means. I'm assuming to do that. I'm sure it's like it ain't just his face. You know how you go. Assuming he he got it really bad, you know, like you said, like d- black Dominicans, Dominicans as a whole, like they have a very interesting relationship with race. Kind of, it's 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 kind of it's like ours, you know. I, I mean, remember where, you know, we had the paper bag theory and the paper, you know, the paper bag mm-hmm. test, and um, I remember my grandmother talking about the um the blue vein test. So if you like turn your wrist over, and if you could see your blue veins, that's that's the right color to be. Girl, I see you doing. <laughs> <laughs> this the silly nonsense with you know our our race relations, but our even our our relations with ourselves it runs deep. So I I remember that you know are you are you brown paper bag or are you blue vein? <laughs> like, you know what? There was a documentary that I watched um on race and like the different Caribbean islands and the, and the, uh, the Spanish parts of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Dominicans they have probably like fifteen different words or labels for your different your various shades of brown wow it's ridiculous it's so ridiculous and how in the states how we have like this one drop rule where if you have one drop of black mm. blood and you're black and He's that's kind of right <laughs> and dominican republic and this was i, I don't know if this was kind of implemented by Trujillo. he was like their president back uh-huh. in like the 20s or the early 1900s so they they're their thing is reversed. So if you have a drop of white blood, you can you can consider yourself white. Sheesh. I, have, I know people to this day who say that they are white. And I'm looking at them like <laughs> Bless them. <laughs> I'm looking like you are Bless my complexion. Mm. You are not white. They but they they have they, they have a, a serious kind of um relationship with race they they don't like anything well i can't say all of them because I, i've met some i can't say all of them but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them still hold to that um you know they went through a whole period of trying to to um to whitewash dominican so they have all these and this happened in south south america as well like venezuela they would have all these european immigrants they you know they mm-hmm. make all these benefits for them to come over from europe so they can lighten up the population and that's what happened because a lot of them are darker they're dark skinned you know yep yeah. Oh. 
Mm. So, so, so going back to so, uh, Atlanta, so it's very, you have mm-hmm. to watch it. It's very weird, but it's I, so genius. It. This guy, Danny, what, uh, Donald Glover, he's really talented. Really you, you know, I was I was watching the show last year when it came, but it it, it was really slow to me, and I you know I lose interest. It's a different kind of it's a different kind of brand of comedy. It's it's very dry, you mm-hmm. know. It's very dry, and um and it it, it can be a little slow. Um, I can see where you you know yeah slow, I lost track last last season but I will definitely since you said and you know what my fire stick is on fire so I can watch yeah. it <laughs> Ain't yeah, I would go, back, go back to you know finish last season this season is, is a totally different I'm like this is a totally different show is it it's totally different and the genius part about this episode is that the guy who comes to the door his name is uh Teddy Perkins and clearly he you know he's like got some sort of makeup, you know, on. Mm-hmm. But it, the I call it the They're acting there between Darius and this character, the way they kind of bounce off each other. It's very, it's, they have a very delicate kind of exchange during the whole um, episode. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's very genius. You know, the nuances that they have, this is a great episode. It's weird as shit. I was almost watching like through my fingers. It was like, I don't want to look directly at the TV. Really? <laughs> like, What's going to happen? Because it was weird. It was just, the guy Teddy, he's just very creepy, you know. Okay, I watch it. Very, very yeah, creepy. I'm I'm all you in. Like this. You you like scary shit, so you probably would like this. You're talking about Atlanta being scary real. though, like the show or it's, the guy. This episode, this episode is creepy as shit. Okay. <laughs> and now I gotta. How many episodes is in the first season? Because I I can binge watch it, but I, I hope it's like six like to eight. Well. Are they an hour? hour? Are they an hour long or thirty minutes? No, I feel like thirty minutes. Okay, good. Yeah, I could do they're, that. They're pretty short. Yeah, you can do that pretty quick. I'm a binger. I can do that. I can get through it. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get through it. That's so. Since you, since you suggested. Okay. They, they deserve an Emmy for this, for this uh, episode. This shit was great okay. in this episode. And actually, this season, it's, it's, a, it's a really good season. Okay. I'm in. I'll watch it. Okay. Um, What else do we have? So, you know, I, I want to talk to you, and this is kind of like a woke moment. Um, okay. So last week, um, the police um, shot and killed uh, a man in Brooklyn. His name is uh, yes. Donkey Basil. Um, he was yes. a mentally talented man. And there's video, there's video tape of him. Um, so apparently he had, like, some sort of long silver metal object in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of running through the, you know, running through the neighborhood. He was he was being aggressive with this object, but and this is a section of Crown Heights, which is a predominantly uh, yep. a black neighborhood. It's black and Jewish. It's um, black it's and Jewish. Yep. That's... Yeah, black and Jewish. But it's it's like um it's, it's you know Jewish over here, black over here. So, but parts of uh, parts of it's been gentrified. So you know he's living in this neighborhood. There's a little there. They know him. They know he's bipolar. So it's not like they don't not pay attention to him, but it's like they know he has mental issues, you know? Right. So apparently one of these new gentrifiers, you know, someone was going to call the police. The police shot him nine times and killed him. Good um, Lord. So, every, you know, it's up in arms about, you know, this man getting killed, which, well, I don't understand why police can't disarm someone. Well, why can't you just? Why can't we use tasers that shoot? 
And I, I agree. And, you know, I was I talked to a friend of mine who is a police officer because this has been my ongoing debate, you know, that why what is what is the mentality behind shoot to kill? You know, like, why can't it be shoot to disable? But I mean, that's that's the mentality that most are, you know, law enforcement that they have. It's it's shoot to to kill. It's not to let me see if I can shoot him in the knee and, you know, get him to fall. If there's an immediate threat, an immediate danger. And I'm not saying it's right, but that's that's how that's their training. That's what they're taught to do. So, you know, it, whether it's 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 a body shot or a head shot, that's what they're taught to do. You know, we come from a people. You know, this these people in the country and the world. We're very intelligent. Why can't the one come up and invent a, a device where you can shoot a, a, a taser? You know, taser you have to be on the one to, to right. taser them. But they can. That should be something where you can like taser someone from a distance, just to kind of disable them for a moment. You know, I'm not saying that this guy shouldn't have been disarmed and you know taken into to not necessarily custody, but he clearly needed some sort of mental health. Yeah. Which which also is another argument. What are we doing for our people who are low income and poor who have these mental disabilities? Because a lot of times they just get um, criminalized and they get put in prison. They don't, they don't get the proper care, you know? And so they're either in jail or on the street. They're not, they're not on medication. They're not on any um, regimen to keep their, um, their mood stable. Right. And this is the, this is what happens, you know. So yeah, there, yep, ten ten rounds, and that um, and then you know I'm I'm reading here that the police weren't wearing body cameras at the time of the shooting, oh. um, but it because it was the security cameras that actually caught it. So I'm like, well, why weren't they wearing the body cameras? I thought this was, you know, um, that that was a requirement, um. And, you know, and it and it does speak to mental illness, because like they were saying that he was he suffered from bipolar disorder and he was known, you know, well known in the area, um, you know, which is which to me touches on a subject of, you know, what do we do with our our mentally ill? You know, it's one thing that we as a we as a community, we we have a hard time acknowledging mental illness, you know, like. Yeah. We'll hide uncle and you know maybe auntie or 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 they'll be out on the streets, but we don't we don't address um, that issue. You know whether it's with some sort of healing um, medication, we we don't address it. You know, and I just remember growing up in New York, that was like, I mean that was that was a part of what you see outside. You see crazy this and crazy that and you know somebody talking to themselves and it was an it was an abundance of them you know not necessarily homeless people but just where clearly there's a mental health issue there and you know you kind of have to you know bob and weave them because it was so many of them yeah you know mm-hmm. they you know just out there so you know what are we doing what are we doing to address that you know this young man who as you were saying he was clearly known in the community they they knew who he was um but he, but he definitely had some issues that may or may not have been addressed. Um, and not saying that that was, this is to me, you know, you know, you and I've had this conversation, um, about the, the police brutality and the violence. And, you know, it's almost like, like I call it boilerplate. You know, all we're doing is inserting another name in it. And it's the same story, no matter what, you know, the police are going to paint it one way, you know, there's no way you could tell me that this man who, they had a pipe and you have five to five to 10 police officers come to the sh- scene and shoot him multiple times 
um, that there was this immediate threat that everybody felt threatened. I just, I just don't believe it, you know? Yeah. That's, I don't, I don't even know what else to say. Because it's like we keep saying the same thing. And he keeps it right, and it's like I I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want, I I I want justice. You know, almost look. I'm I'm almost at the point of like by any means necessary. Like what what? And this is a topic for a whole. This is another discussion. But it's like you know, especially in light of we've just come off of um, MLK weekend or you know birthday blah 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 weekend and. I don't want to say blah, blah, blah. Let me say, let me say it this way. Um, just, you know, how, look how far we've come and look how, look how much we've been set back at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I feel like we're, we're on like a hamster wheel. Yeah. We're, so, we're running, we're running, we're running, we're running nowhere. We're not getting anywhere. Right. Really? I mean, we, we've no. made such strides. We have. But it's like in light of all of the setbacks, it's like that shit don't even shine anymore because we have we have so many setbacks as a people, as a community. Um, you know, you can't even celebrate our advancements because we've fallen so, so deep down the abyss. So, you know, I'm looking at, you know, Martin Luther King um, and I'm not taking away from the man in the movement, but it's like, you know, we we definitely we need a movement right now. Like this is like, I, I think every show that we do, we do, you and I have done so far, it talks about a young black man getting killed by the police. Yeah. So, I, you know, when will that story change? When is, when is that change going to come? And it's like, you know, maybe by any means necessary, I'm not out here to incite a riot. I don't believe in going out and picket and, you know, I'm not getting my sign and, and marching around in a circle to do what I, I just but I do want to see change. And and really, it's a it's an ideological change. It's a change in mindset. And how you know, how do you do that? You know, you could read books and you could watch all the TV shows. But how do you change a person's makeup, their mindset, you know, when they already look at you and they say that you're less than and you're below them and they incorporate that into their daily life. How do you change that? Because that's essentially what it is. You know, I mean, we, we still live in a, a time where we're like, what, three fifths a man, you know, with three, three fifths a human being that we're not so far removed from that. And that, that, you know, especially with number 45 in office and we have, um, that it's just it's proliferating. You know, we've we've given the extreme right um, a huge voice and a and a, you know, a microphone to say all kind of stupid shit. And, you know, now you see this. It, it um, has affected mainstream media. This this far right, crazy extremist beliefs, you know, are now like everyday fodder on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, people, well, you people know, really I, I, live I, I, this I, I, shit. I, you know, I, one thing I, that you said that I, I, I think that you can't change people, especially people who have have thought a certain kind of way for all of their lives and they're 50 and 60 years old now. You can't change them. Even someone who's like, you know, 40, 30, you, you can't change people's minds. And I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to waste my time on earth trying to change somebody's mind. You believe what you believe, that's fine. I'm going to be over here doing what I need to do. What I think is is which uh, what I think is part um, of the, the the path that we need to go is supporting our community. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think that we should really support 
our communities, you know, when we, um, and one of the things that I decided to do years ago is that I said, I'm going to always live in uh, a minority community. Mm-hmm. I'm like, right, you know, right now, I, the, the neighborhood I live in is primarily uh, Hispanic and Black. Um, and I think that's what it takes for us to invest in things because invest in Black businesses, invest right. in our schools, so that we can build an economic base where we don't give a shit about how you feel about us, but you still have to respect us and respect our dollar. Because that's all, that's really, you know, it comes down to the dollar. You know, who's funding the police? Taxes. You know, mm-hmm. where are most of the taxes coming from? Certain neighborhoods that are not Black and Hispanic. No. Right. So right. I think it, it comes down to, like, I'm, I'm not about educating you on how great Black people are. If you don't believe, if you believe it, that's wonderful. If you don't believe it, who cares? I don't care. Yeah, and that's, and, I, and I agree with you because that's not what I'm saying. Like I and I, I actually think it's a you know it's a rhetorical question. Like, well, how do you change your mindset? Because really, you can't. Yeah. So that's you know that to me comes in where it's like by any means necessary. And what do you do in those situations by any means necessary? It's like you take away their power. And those are the things that you were saying. Building a communities takes away the power from the outside who is who is you know been imposing it on our communities. So take their power away. And, you know, we live we live in a capitalistic society, no matter how you want to cut it. So the dollar is is the dollar is king. And yeah. if we had more control over our own resources, we wouldn't be in a lot of these situations that we're in. My, um, what I've, I've always wanted, to, not all, you know, once I decide to leave, you know, where I live now, I want to live in a black middle class neighborhood. Where are these black middle class? Outside of Atlanta, outside of Atlanta, because Atlanta, Atlanta is like a another whole other country in terms of that. But, right, but, and just just in Atlanta, but yeah, I know. Just, you know, but that's what I that's what I want to live in. I want to live in a black neighborhood. They're there, yeah. they're out, they're they're out there. I, I just I don't want to, and you know, and I've I've lived in one. I think I've lived in one, but um, you know, then you don't want to feel like you know you're there and you're isolated and you're not connected. That's that's the other connected thing. Connected to connected to who? The black community outside of the upper middle class. That sometimes they um, shut themselves off from, you know, Ray Ray and Pookie down the block selling hair. Yeah, and I I think that's what happened is is there was a time where people said you know when I make enough a certain amount of money I'm going to move to a better neighborhood, and typically that better neighborhood meant a white neighborhood. You know the best white neighborhood that your money could could afford. You know, mm-hmm. and which is understandable because you want your family to be a, in a safe environment. You want a good school system. You want to feel safe and not feel like you want to get robbed or whatever. So it's understandable. But what I'm saying is, instead of leaving the community, just invest in the one that you're already in and build that up and clean the streets, right? You know, and police it, police it ourselves. You right. Know? Unfortunately, we, we're talking about again. That's that is. Now that's a mindset. That's, that's a mindset. mindset. Yeah. So that's a mindset that I'm willing to work towards. Work okay. Towards. I'm willing to do the work for that mindset because that's the mindset of my people. But the other people, I don't care. You know. I I, I know I know you die. I know. <laughs> I know. Your river runs deep on this I don't one. Care. <laughs> very deep because you know I grew up. I grew up down south. I grew up in Virginia, and Growing up, there were Confederate flags everywhere, and yeah. I never really paid attention to it because that's just a part of life. You just, it's just what what it was, you know. And I remember 
band in, in fifth grade, and we had an assembly, and we sang the song, and it was the Confederate anthem. What? I wish I lived in a land of cotton where old times there are not forgotten. That is the song we sang in this assembly. What? I had a fifth grade teacher. I forget her name, but I remember what she looked like, an older white lady. She sat up in the front of our class. She was doing social studies. And she said if she had lived back in the times of slavery, she would have had slaves. What? They weren't, girl, I'm telling you, my feelings went deep for a reason. They're not, they're not surface feelings. They're, they run deep. So when... Talk about it. Um, so my, my mother died at a young age. So when, when she was alive, we lived in a black neighborhood. When she, uh, when she was alive, we lived in a black neighborhood. I went to live with my aunt. And she moved mm-hmm. to... Um, she got a house built. We were the first black family in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, these white folks were mean as firecrackers. They, they were they were so mean. And the black people. The whites were mean. And not necessarily to me because I was I was of a certain age, I, you know. But my my cousin, I have, mm-hmm. a, I have a, a very um, interesting family unit. But mm-hmm. my cousin also lived with us. Um, but he was younger, and this is all he knew. He was a baby. He was you know maybe four or five. So these were his friends, you know, supposedly his friends, and they treated him so terrible, mm. so terrible. And it's been so many times where I had to go out and, and defend him, you know. So this this feeling that I have is is comes this, from somewhere. A history. <laughs> yeah, it's a history behind it, you know. And I remember being in high school, and in high school, I would say it was maybe like fifteen to twenty percent minority. So mm-hmm. within that, there was you know a certain percentage of black kids. Um, and I just remember how white kids got treated differently from the black kids. And I remember I used to be in, in like AP um, class and how, and I was like the only black person in there, um, how those kids got attention and I didn't get attention, you know, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is, is, I never want I never want to put, if I ever had kids, I never want to put them in a position where they felt that kind of inferiority. Less than. Of, less than because of how this person made them feel. You know, right, I, I absolutely. never want to do that to them. You know, so I have it's it, it runs deep, and I it just I don't know, and I just I just love, and so once I graduated from high school, I went to a city that was all black, mm-hmm. which was a, a, a culture shock again, and I went to a historically black college. Uh, what I want to touch on blackish that episode last week was just the most adorable episode. I think I saw it, but. Yeah, so when I, you know, when I moved to Baltimore and I went to uh, Morgan State, shout out to the Bears, um, I just, I, I kind of like, and even before that, in, 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 in high school, I kind of was getting into Black history and like um, different political figures and um, civil rights movement and Malcolm X and uh, Stokely Carmichael and all these people who back in the day, you know, were fighting for our rights. Right. The Black Panthers. So it, it kind of, I, I kind of became woke, uh, you know, a long time ago. So um and it's like once you become woke or awake you see stuff so differently now and i think um it was james ball when he had this saying that when you finally wake up it's it's what, what does it say i can't say it verbatim but essentially it's like when you finally wake up in this country it's hard not to be angry mm. all the time you know because you see this, these injustices and it's like it 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 kills me to the core it, yeah, it just, it burns me up, you know, because it, it's just wrong to treat people this way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's wrong to treat people this way. 
Um, so, okay. Um, I, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And I think, um, look, we, we're going to have to fight these injustices from the inside out. I, I think it's, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be the think tank and all we do is think about it. Like, you know, right. actually doing it. <laughs> We can talk about it all we want, but actually doing something. So look, I think this will be an evolution for us and for our listeners, you know, and, you know, just opening up a, a, a discourse. Cause you do need to, at least there did, does need to be a discourse about it, but like, Oh, I'm all about action. So what are we going to do? And I think, you know, in, instead of, you know, trying to change the masses. Like, look, I'm just, I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. Just like you said, I'm right. going to do what, I'm, what I said I'm going to do. And that's, that's how the change is going, is, is going to be sparked. So I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay. So look, we have been living in the land of wokeish for a really long time now. I, I mean, we got, we got dick minutes to touch on. We got reminiscing to talk about. So um, how was your week? Um. <laughs> Weekend was cool. My weekend was actually pretty chill. Um, I was way back. I um, you know, I had a little rendezvous, another one. You and your um, RSVPs. So was... <laughs> <Your RSVPs. laughs> <laughs> where was I this one at? Where, where, where'd you go? Um, it was the same place. I'm not gonna say where I went, but it was the same place. I enjoyed the company. So I'm not gonna give any more details than that. You're not um, gonna give any more details. Okay, all right. Sound like, <laughs> that sounds like on some love shit. I'm not gonna say. Oh, okay. All right. Well, look, because I, you know, I'm living vicariously through you right now because I, I have no dick to report. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could, but I'm being selective. So I'm just, I'm just chills right now. I'm just really, you know, I'm. Look, I'm enjoying going to Chipotle by myself and watching movies <laughs> on my fire stick. I'm good. I'm good with life. Yeah, I'm just, you know, you know, I'm on hiatus and you know, things will change. It's about to be summertime, but I'm I'm good. I'm cool right now. So um, yeah, no deck to report over here. Um, okay, so <laughs> Is there something else you wanted to touch on before we um, get into the reminisce moment, which I'm really excited about? Um, real quick, so I, I did want to talk about the Blackish episode. I thought it was. Oh, so yes, cute. yes, yes. So, now, break yeah, it down. So, go ahead. Okay. So, this episode, Junior, he's a senior in high school and he got his, some acceptance letters in the mail. He got one for, for Stanford and um, wow. other one for Howard. Howard gave him a full ride, Stanford didn't. So he and his mom both, they all for Stanford. They want to go to Stanford. But, you know, the father wants mm-hmm. them to go to Howard because he went to Howard, so he'll be legacy. So he orchestrated this whole, um, Dre is the father. He orchestrated this whole mm-hmm. trip to Howard. And he's narrating the whole thing. And it just looks like Junior doesn't want to go to Howard because he just is <laughs> like, I'm just not into it. So <laughs> they get back to um, California. And so they come and talk to him, like, what did you decide? And he said, you know, I decided to go to Howard. The reason why he said he wanted to go to Howard is what I have been saying for years. I feel like sometimes there's people are watching me and the things that I think and say, they just Google. write it down. You tell my girl, Google be watching. They be listening too. What? That's that's a whole conversation. But anyway. So what he said was the, the reason why he chose Howard is because they it was the most diverse population of Black people he'd ever seen. And that, was, that is my argument 
for HBCUs. Like they say, it's not diverse enough. It's just black people. But this is probably if you go to an HBCU, that's probably the most diverse population of black people that you're ever going to be around while you're in this country. You have people from all different social economic backgrounds, um, religious backgrounds, parts of the country, parts of the world. You know, there's there's so many different black different political views. Um, you got the super preppy people, you got the Republicans, you got the very woke and, you know, um, mm-hmm. those folks and everything in between. You got the you, you have everything smart. It's just a, a huge population of diversity, of diverse black people. And it's an experience that you just will never get, you will never get again. And, and that's the reason why he decided to go to Howard. And it was just, it just, and he said that to Dre, to the father, he said it? He, he said that, he said that. And it was just like, it just made my heart warm. Like, oh, my baby. <laughs> my baby. My baby. He should have went to Morgan State, but oh, he went Lord. to Howard. So. Well, I, you know, I, <laughs> I I saw the episode. Maybe that wasn't. I thought it was the last episode, but the one where um he was having sex with the white girlfriend and she broke up with him. I, that's the oh, one God. I watched. <laughs> no fortune. <laughs> that, was, that was the one I watched. But um okay, so you know well you know I didn't go to an um HBCU. I went to Rutgers. Shout out to Rutgers. But I will say, I mean, I'm not taking away, but the experience to me was still it was a microcosm of the real world. I mean, yes, we had. You know, there was plenty of white people, but there was Asians, there was Indians. And then you had all different type of black people, too. I mean, you had, you know, the Malcolm X's and the Stokely Carmichael dudes. And then you had the girls that thought they were white and didn't want to perm their hair and and wanted to be cheerleaders. I mean, you had you had all the all the flavors and all the colors. So I I will say that even though I did not go to a historically black um, college or university, um, I did. In my opinion, I had a great experience because, you know, at the time, I think um, Rutgers was like 10 percent black, which is really, you know, it's a reflection of the, of the real world. So not taking away from the experience, but I, I love my experience, too, because I, I I was able to find my own. And, you know, and I mean, you know, college is about your identity and finding yourself and kind of tweaking who you are. So that it really, you know, was able I was able to see that. And. You know, whether I wanted to wear my beads and my um <laughs> and wrap my head up and, you know, dashikis or if I wanted to, like, you know, dance to my pop music, I was able to do that and express it because it was always, you know, a people for me to do that. So that that's just just my opinion. Just my opinion. So I want my kids to go to HBCU. I don't have okay. any right now, but I have any, but if I do. Well, what do you do? And, you know, and I wouldn't be I I, I would I want him to go. I want my son to go to where he, you know, feels comfortable. I, you know, I think college, like I said, is just a place to socialize and see if you could do it. That's, that's what I think it's about finding yourself and being, you know, trying out personalities that'll fit for the next 10, 20 years, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So, okay. All right. So I think let's get to the reminisce part. This is my, one of my most favorite parts of the show because all I do is listen to old school now. Like I'm on my old school thing, like heavy, like real heavy. So I want to talk about, do you remember EPMDs, Eric and Parrish making dollars? Um, uh, you guys to chill? Nope. That's what is it? So what you're saying? So what you're saying? Do you remember that? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> okay, so I'm a, let me put something in your ear because this it sounds crazy to me. Do you know that shit came out in 1989? 
So what you're saying came out. Remember they used the beat from the Funkadelics One Nation under a groove. And all this was actually their second, it was the song on their second album. They had one before that. Girl, that shit came out in like 1987. So just do you remember the video when they were like in the boiler room and they had on the fisherman hats? Girl, I was a sucker for any dude that had on a fisherman hat and gold fronts. And remember Eric Thurman? He was a little chunky, he had a little belly, but he had them light eyes. And then they had on their dockers and their, the brown Henley shirts. And then remember the chunk gold jewelry with like the Gucci, remember the Gucci, the Gucci bubble chain? <laughs> and, the, and the Mercedes Benz emblem. Oh, it was, it was so real. DJ Scratch was actually scratching. So they were like dancing. And girls, one thing I remember about music that came out from that time, I mean, you know, it was, you know, hip hop was really about bragging. Remember, but it, it wasn't, you know, I, I don't think it was until like, you know, the Jay-Z era a little bit later where you talk about, you know, your drug dealing and, and stuff. So, and it, you know, about getting girls, like it was really kind of like bragging fun music. You remember that? And it was about, it was really about dancing in the video. So I remember in this video, they were dancing in the boiler room and there were, there were two girls that was doing the running man, remember? And the two guys, and you know, they had on, they had on like the loose clothes and I just remember, you know, um, EPMD was like, they were so serious. Like, you look, they never smiled. And they were so serious up until E dressed up like Luther Vandross. And he was like, Luther Vandross said, so I am so amazing and I've been waiting. That was my, that was my shit. That was my shit. And I remember going to like a high school talent show and you remember, I remember like seeing like, the older boys, you know, you might have a little crush on them. And somebody did EPMD to what you're saying. And girl, the dancing was so live and so off the hook. I just, that that dancing in the video made the video. Like, girl, I just, and I, I, I listened to this song this day. I mean, the employees of the year, yeah, we're back to work. I took time off. I put a rabbit got dirt. Due to the fact they whack and they back, had to go back to stack because they lack. That, this was a, this was a monumentous time. Like I said, it was a time when, you know, everybody was sampling, but you, you still had a connection. Like I remember hearing, you know, the One Nation Under a Groove, and I'm like, I know that, I know that song from my mother, you know, my father, but they, you know, put a dope beat to it. Yeah. Just, you know, and, and just flipped it. And like I said, it was just like the braggadocio, you know, rap. That was the thing then. So I'm such a hip hopper plus a show shocker. <laughs> that would have been yes, And you know, and it was and it was the verbal play between them. You know, which I, and I love that. Like. The only two that, you know, there are certain duos over our time that did it, but I really felt like EPMD, they started that. Um, Mob Deep, they was with it, and um, Jada Kiss and Styles. You know, that 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 telling a story, going back yeah. and forth. 
Oh man, I I I missed that. So I, I think left ready to mess, kill the noise. I'm left for that. I'm left for those. So I'm I'm on my my Eric and Parrish making dollars right now. You know I got my little mix going. Um, it's got a little KRS one in it. Um, a little uh, K solo. We just we, we but I but I wanted to just bring it back to that time. That was such a good. You know, this is the golden age in hip hop, and it's like I'm. I wish, I wish we could just. I wish the newer generation had more of a respect for for this type of music. You know, but they don't. I, so damn it. I wish they did too. I, I really wish they did too because you know you're on the backs of um, of all these artists who got terrible record deals, who got you know uh, got dipped out of their royalties and don't have. Um, their masters, you know, you mm-hmm. said it on their shoulders like that. You gotta pay homage to them, you know. Yep. Homage. So, so yeah. I just wanted to I wanted to bring it up. EPMD and scratch yep. for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So I, I think this was a good show, now. I think we can end on a on a really good note. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so glad we had this time together. I love talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) So all right. We gotta do the the promo stuff. So um you can visit us on that's what I'm saying podcast.com to learn more, send us questions and comments. We're also getting our Twitter together. The Twitter is that's what I say three, like the number three. So rants have comments, please send it to us. Like I said, we're gonna get it together. We're working on it. Um, you can email us at that's what I'm saying podcast at gmail.com, suggest topics, etc. Um, I know now you got a shout out. We got a shout out too. We got a shout out. So um, oh, also on Instagram, we're gonna get that together too. It's that's what I'm saying <laughs> podcast. We gonna get our shit together. And I want to give a belated birthday shout out to our producer, Vegas World Inc. That's Happy birthday! Happy birthday! So it was his birthday uh, last week. I want to give him a belated uh, birthday shout out, but he's our super producer. Um, so yeah. doing big things. We'll do mm-hmm. do big things. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. This is a good one. Signing out. Till next week. All right. All right.